When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. buddy. Bud, how are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Question for you. You know, we're now entering the month of September. What are you watching right now? What shows are you TV binge watching? Is there anything you're obsessed with? I will tell you mine because I'm so excited for this show. Oh, you'll tell me yours if I tell you mine? Yeah. Sounds dirty. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what uh, what are you watching? I am in love with Vis a Vis right now. What is that? Or Locked Up. It's a Netflix show. And it's it's basically like Orange is the New Black, but in Spanish. It is so freaking good. Really? So good. And if and if you're a Money Heist fan, I've talked about Money Heist like a thousand times on here, La Casa de Papel. I've talked about it before. It is the best show, but a couple of the characters from that show are on Vis a Vis. So it it like ties you in, it kinda hooks you in because some really good characters are on both shows. Well, yeah. not characters, but the actresses are on both shows. I'm obsessed with Cobra Kai. Have you seen it? Really? Have you no, watched? I've heard. I've heard good things about Dude, it. But... It's just. It's a little bit cheesy, but it's just good. It's fun. It's just like very kind of stuck a little bit. And I don't know. It's just a good show. The writing's good. It's again. It's a little bit cheesy, but I love the show. Every single night, I find myself watching the show, and I was getting That's nervous so because I felt like I was going through too much of Netflix. And I'm. I was yeah. done with it, but now it's like I. I feel like it just. They put on some uh, some stuff, and I'm still in the first season, which has been out for a while. They have two seasons of it, but I'm obsessed with Cobra Kai. It's just fun. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched it. I did see the promo pop up on Netflix the other day, and it's like them all grown up 30 years later or something like that. Yeah. Um, so. you, I'll tell you what. You know, we just had Heather uh, on the on the podcast. Uh, I'm getting a lot of emails about Fletcher from Hollywood Fix. People loved Fletcher. You know, I think they loved People the inside, love but Heather was so cool. I love, I love Fletcher. I, Dude. I, I, I really enjoyed our talk. I'm telling you, I'm letting our audience know now we're definitely going to have Fletcher back on. Yeah. And we don't normally repeat guests, but I feel like we did not get enough time to talk to him. No, there's a lot more there. And it, it, again, if you're a first-time listener, thank you. Uh, I, I suggest you, we have some really good episodes uh, in the uh, library. You know, obviously this summer we had some huge interviews with Kelly Osborne, uh, Brian Austin Green. Uh, who else did we have Kristen this summer? Doty. Kristen Doty. Uh, just some a lot of people coming here to like break news, which was pretty cool. Crazy, it's fun right? when we were the ones like covering all the news, and now like everyone's covering our podcast. It's kind yeah, of fun. <laughs> but, but it's also it's so bizarre because it, you know you'll hit up a news outlet. This is what happens. We're like, hey, we we reach out to a news outlet saying, hey, we got this great interview, and they'll say, oh, cool, thanks, and then they don't post the interview or give us like the news article about the interview, and then one of their competitors does a write-up about the article and then then they put up the the, the like, story oh, i should have done it yeah, yeah so right. it's just like yeah what the fuck you doing you know uh but guys we run the easiest contest out <laughs> wait, wait, there wait, we gotta let them know we got we got trista sutter on today yeah I, i'm excited to have her on like listen this is og bachelorette here she's like, the god mom deal. of uh, all the bachelorettes i mean obviously the show came out years ago but she is uh she's the one who started it she was on. She started the show when people were there for actually finding love. I think, <laughs> you know. Now it's like so I'm finding it just to get verified I'm on finding Instagram. Fame. It should just be called "I'm Finding Fame." Finding Fame, exactly. I think the show title is going to have to change soon. But I'm really excited to talk to her. Before we I'm get to her, to we run one of the easiest contests out there. Last month, in the past few months, we teamed up with the people at Primetime Signatures Autograph City on Facebook. They're awesome guys, and they've been giving our listeners autographs. This month, we teamed with the people from Sun River Botanicals. Uh, they're the premium CBD tincture company and topical uh, company as far as when it comes to CBD. They're the people to go to with over 10 years uh, specializing in CBD. Sun River Botanicals formulations are based on the direct feedback from the thousands of customers they've helped. Uh, again, I've been kind of dabbling in the CBD stuff. 
It is great stuff. So check them out on Instagram. And what they're going to do is all you have to do is leave a review on our podcast. Uh, if you go to iTunes, uh, scroll on the podcast, all the way to the bottom, all the way bottom. Where you can leave us the five stars. Leave us a five star review. Message. Leave a little we message read it out loud. You get some CBD. Yes, and it's uh, it's pretty expensive stuff. I mean, we're giving away you know three hundred sixty dollars worth of CBD. All you gotta do is leave us a good review, and every week we read a review. And if we say your name the following week, DM me on any of my social media platforms, and I will hook you up to get you your CBD. Thanks to our friends at Sun River Botanicals, Dax. Do you have a review for me? I got a I got a review for us. So the title says "Juicy" in all capital letters. It's by X underscore Murdadino underscore X. I hope I'm saying that name right. Uh, it says the convo flows, the tea is real, and the banter is great. Easy listening. I love it when Wednesday comes and I get to see who the interview is with. Keep up the good works, guys. Cheers. Thank so, you, bud. Um, thank you, X Murdadino. I don't know if I'm saying the name right, but there you go. You get some CBD. DM me your information. I'll make sure you get hooked up with some CBD. Dax, tell us about our guest today. You fell in love with her as a contestant who then quickly became the bachelorette for a short period before marrying the man of her dreams on one of the biggest TV weddings of all times. She's also an author who's been on Dancing with the Stars, Trista Sutter. I love hearing about these like vacation trips because you're already in Colorado, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world. And I say that because I'm from Colorado. Are you where? I was born in Denver. And then I lived in Castle Rock for like most of my life and then moved out here kind of in high, at my high school years. Uh, but I love Colorado. It's beautiful. But you know what? I don't miss shoveling out of the out of my driveway. So that's true. Although we have a garage, so I don't have to do that. Ryan does because he keeps his truck outside. But uh, yeah, it, it's a pretty good place. Good place. Very special. Do you ever wish that you moved to or guys like after obviously everything went down? Do you ever wish that you guys kind of went to L.A. and explored all the opportunities there? Um, no, because, you know, the number one question that we get is how how have we been successful where a lot of other couples, <clears throat> pardon me, have failed. And the answer, well, part of the answer that I always give is the fact that we prioritized our relationship above all of those things. So yes, we took advantage of some stuff. I mean, I was on Dancing with the Stars not two years, I think, after we were married. And so I spent a lot of time going back and forth. Um, and, you know, I, I did have, I was hosting at the time. I, I was a correspondent for Extra and um, Good Morning America. I did, even did like Miss America um, remotely and co-hosted The View and Good Day LA, Good Day Live. You know, I did a lot of hosting stuff. So that was kind of my career path had I not met Ryan. And I could very well, very easily have stayed in LA and pursued all of those things. But to me, my relationship was way more important. And he is a mountain man. Like he has to be in the mountains, mountain biking, skiing, snowboarding, all of it. Um, it's just who he is. And I realized that. And he would have been miserable in LA. <laughs> oh, totally miserable. <laughs> Cause you have yeah. to, you have to travel to go do all that stuff when you guys can just like walk out your back door there. He literally uh, just now- did. He just went on a bike ride in our neighborhood. We've got great mountain biking trails and you know, it's, it's right here and it's a great place to raise our kids. The, the traffic isn't bad, you know? <laughs> how, how do people treat you in your community? Cause I, I got to imagine you guys are by far the most famous people in your town. And so do people yeah. <laughs> treat you different or is everyone kind of used to it at this point? Well, first of all, I don't know that we are the most famous. We've got like Michaela Schifrin and Lindsay Vaughn, although she just moved. Um, lots of ski personalities, but everyone's over it. I mean, it's been almost <laughs> 20 years. They don't care. <laughs> you say that, but I, I swear there's a lot of people that uh, I'm sure get very excited seeing you walk around. And I'm well, telling you, if you are. come out to California, they're going to be excited too. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that we do get a lot of tourists. Um and especially from Texas, and Texas is a huge 
huge state of fans for, for the show, for the bachelor and the bachelorette. So, um, yeah, people get excited and, um, it's always fun. Everyone's always sweet. Is it crazy that with the height of fame of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, is it crazier because, first of all, you were on the first season of Dancing with the Stars. You were the first Bachelorette. You are on the first season of The Bachelor. Uh, you know, you are, you are obviously the OG of the that franchise. Is it crazy to see how big the franchise has become? Like, you, you know, you're so in it. But, you know, compared to the first season to what we see now and see how many stars come out of it and how big the personalities are come out of it, is it crazy to see how big it's become? I mean, oh, I mean yeah, for sure, because I never would have expected. I mean, I it wasn't a, re- a reality show when I applied for it. It wasn't a thing. They were trying to make one. But at that time, it was like real world, road rules, um, Survivor, American Idol. I think that's it. And, and so when I applied, I just thought this could be a fun experience. I want to get out of the rut that I'm in, in my life and meet some people and maybe meet a guy and met a guy and, you know, it didn't work out. Thank God. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, I, I would have never, ever, ever, thought that it would be what it is today. And I just feel really lucky because I'm friends with so many people from the show, especially the bachelorettes, Chris Harrison, some of the bachelors, um, that I never would have met had I not done the show. You know, I would probably still be working as a physical therapist in Miami and not to say that's a bad life. I, I had a good life. I just wasn't hundred percent fulfilled or happy. So, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the thing is that it has changed in that, like back when our, my Ryan and our, and my season was on, is that how you say it? Ryan and my, I don't know. <laughs> Not my I think that sounds right to me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, our season, I think 30 million people watched our finale And now they get like, you know, like eight, 10 million and they're happy about it. Um, So it's changed in that regard. But because of social media, people come on the show and they like blow up and they've got millions of followers. And it's it is it is a phenomenon. You know, the difference is, though, you don't always remember those people's names 10 years from now. But like. Your name sticks in people's yeah. mind because Aww. you are a part of that OG, you know, Bachelorette franchise. Um, and, and I think that's why you've remained successful because I, I I can't think of a lot of the other contestants after about four years. You know what I'm saying? Like you start to forget it. <laughs> yeah, Do there's you, a lot of them. It's hard. There's to a lot. Do you actually still follow? Do you still watch the show or are you kind of over it because you were involved in it so much? Oh, no, I'm a big fan. I watch yeah. everything. I've watched every show, every spinoff, Bachelor Pad. Bachelor in Paradise, um, Bachelor Winter Games, all the weddings. I've been to a lot of them. Um, yeah, I still watch and I always will because it's part of my history. It's part of who I am. My kids wouldn't exist without the show, you know? So I I love it and I love connecting. You know, the biggest, um, the way, the reason that I love life so much is because of human connection, you know, and I'm a very social person, but I love connecting with people. And the fact that I get to connect with all of these young people, because let's be honest, I could be their parent. I could be their mother. I'm that old. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the fact that I get to connect with all these people and, live life vicariously through them um, as like a younger version of myself, you know, um, is really cool. I think people love you, though, because um, when I ask people, I, I, you know, obviously with this podcast, we reach out to a few of the uh, contestants or people to come on the show. And I always ask people, who would you love to hear on the podcast? And you're whenever I ask any of the women that you're one of the first people they always name. And 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 I think that's because people loved you. First of all, they loved you. They loved you as a person. But they, I think they also respect how genuine you are. Because I feel like you came on the show. You guys didn't know what the show was going to become. You didn't know 
what you could get from this show as far as jobs or opportunities that came from it. It was just like, hey, this seems like pretty cool. And you went on, and I think they fell in love because it felt real. It felt like, and first of all, you're still with Ryan, so that's even plus. That's like, hey, they, they, she was generally trying to find someone she met her soulmate. Um, do you think people go on the show now and that just want to become famous? And has that ruined the show a little bit? <laughs> Hurt the well, show. Well, thank you. Um, that's very sweet. And I love that I am still on people's minds. I mean, I do have a unique name. So if I was like a Kelly or something, maybe people wouldn't remember me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's very sweet that people want to still hear about me. Um, I definitely think that people go on the show to get famous now especially because especially Instagram famous, like they know that it, you know, and even with Claire season, I think he put Matt James on blast because Matt had already created like a, a cameo account. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and she was like, whatever, if that's your MO, don't even bother coming on the show. So I love that she called him out. I do love that he's the bachelor. And he already had a following, so the cameo account made sense to me. So, anyway, I I do that that right there is kind of proof that people do realize the potential that they have for earning income, for creating a career, you know, afterwards. And I will say, like when I was on the show, the reason I got into hosting is because everyone in television and radio and the media is so energetic and fun. Like the energy is just, I love, it's so positive when you're around it. It makes you happy. At least it does for me. Not so much for my husband, you know, he's more of an introvert and I think it would stress him out to the nines if he had to do, had to work in the media in some way. But for me, I love the energy. I love the people. I love the social aspect of it. So when you go on these shows, it's really natural if you are an extrovert uh, to be drawn to that kind of career. And, and, and honestly, it's pretty easy. You know, you just have to post pictures and who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> um, right. So anyway, I think that, yes, people definitely go on the show. Many of them, I, I'm not saying all of them, but I, I do think that many people go on the show nowadays because they, they do realize the potential for fame, the potential for career opportunities and Hey, more power to them, you know? Yeah. I, I was going to ask, take us back. I want to know what your audition process was like to get on the show. You had said that they, they didn't even mention it was a reality show. So like, how did that all come about? And like, how long did it take to actually get on the show? Well, they did mention it was a reality show. Uh, sorry, that was confusing. Um, but it was it wasn't a reality show. Like we, it wasn't a guaranteed thing. Even mm. though we filmed it, you know, we, they couldn't guarantee that they were going to air it in our contract. I think it said something like, you know, we don't have to use the footage. So, but like, how I did was, you find out about it? And like, I was how working, did it come apart? Um, sorry, I cutting you off. Skype is always fun like that. Um, so I was in Miami and I was home from work and just sitting on my couch watching extra. And the casting director came on and was talking about this new reality show and how you could travel and come to LA and, um, and meet people. And, and hopefully it would result in an engagement. And at that point in time, I wasn't in a relationship. Um, I just was in a rut. I wasn't really happy. Like I, I was fine. I was, you know, status quo, but I wasn't, I, I didn't feel like I was where I needed to be in life or where I was supposed to be. And so I thought, why don't I apply? I went online, I applied because yes, the internet was around back then. (laughs) 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 And Um, then they asked for, I think you submit like three pictures and then they call you back if they like what they see or what they read and they ask you to do a video. So I set up on my, on my ironing board and just talked about who I was, what I was looking for in a partner. And just, I basically was just me, you know, and there were, there was no fluff, no, you know, acting, no, nothing. And they flew me out to LA. I did the, um, 
They have you do a drug test. They have you do this huge psychological profile. Um, and I guess they wanted to see more. So they asked me to be part of the show. <laughs> you know what's crazy is there's no way that audition would pass today. You probably have right. to be crazy. You have to be wild, drinking during your audition, something to get them to notice you. Right. You're right. Although I will say, kind of in that same regard, when the people introduce themselves on the show and they come in riding horses or driving a cupcake car or whatever, you know, all the gimmicks, I am way more drawn to the people who just come out and say, hey, it's so nice to meet you. You know, I'm from blah, 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 like just being themselves. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know. I mean, you're probably right that the casting directors have so many audition tapes to go through that you need to kind of stand out. But if I was to give anyone advice, it would just say to be themselves. I've, I've heard though, that a lot of those like entrance things, those are kind of more like set up by producers. I don't know if you know that cause that's not kind of the thing that happened when you were on, but that's what I've been told was that they were more of like a, hey, this will make your entrance more exciting. So it wasn't necessarily like the person that figured right. it out. It was more of the, pu the producers behind the scenes planning that out. Oh, I'm sure they have a hand in a lot of that. And I'm sure they they talk things through with the person to see what they could come up with. So, yeah, like a, someone like Lindsay Cox, who was on... Um, Oh, I can't remember which season she was on, but I love her and she rides horses and she rode in on a horse. And so that, that kind of made sense with the kind of person that she is. Um, so I'm sure the producers were in her, in her ear going, wouldn't it be cool to ride a horse? You know, <laughs> <laughs> do you yeah. still keep in touch with the original bachelor, Alex, Michael, it's Alex, Michelle, but no, Alex, Alex Michelle, whatever. Yeah. Uh, now, whatever happened to him? Uh, don't know. Uh, and when they re-aired our goat seasons, um, they tried to find him once again, which they have searched for him for years and I heard through the producers that they did find out that he, I think he's in San Francisco maybe, and he's married and has kids, although that I can't confirm. That is just a rumor. That's, <laughs> That's so funny. I wonder why he's like hiding away from, does I he don't just, know. is this just his past and he doesn't want to talk about it anymore? Probably. I yeah. I mean, there are multiple people like that and I respect that. You know, I, I, I get it that they don't want to be in the public eye and be scrutinized for whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, the show has always been good to me. So I figure why not still be involved? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was the show, did you feel like it was as cutthroat back then to like kind of win over the bachelor as it is now? No, no, no. I mean, please, if you guys <laughs> watched my goat season, they re aired, um, the cooking date that I had with Alex. <laughs> yeah, I know the good one. So on the, for people who haven't watched on the cooking date, you know, he, we're sitting there eating dinner, which of course never happens anymore either. Um, no eating on television. So <laughs> Just play with your food in front of cameras for an hour. Food, have more alcohol. Um, <laughs> so we're sitting there and he, He's like, you know, I, I really like you. You know, he's, he's talking about how much he likes me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, isn't the spaghetti good or whatever we made? <laughs> <laughs> I totally blew him off. I, and please, I made it to the, to the end. And I think it's because, I mean, we did have chemistry and we did have a good connection, but I, I was not like all over him saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. You know? And I feel like because that has kind of what the show has evolved into, people think that that's what you need to do in order to impress the lead, which doesn't make any sense to me because I feel like it's a two way street between those two people. Just show who you are, be yourself. And if you're meant to be together, then you're meant to be together. Um, and you'll you'll figure it out. But yeah, plus, no. plus guys like, you know, when it's hard to get, 
they like the game of it's hard to get so uh you were playing it (laughs) there was definitely a little bit of that involved (laughs) yeah so So then how were you approached obviously you didn't end up with him which was a blessing i guess looking back and then how did it come about that you were gonna be the bachelorette like how long after that did you get the they reach out and say hey listen we want you to be the first bachelorette so we taped the bachelor january to february uh for six weeks and then they aired the show i believe in september october and i was watching i was watching the finale at like a viewing party with my friends and I got a call from Fleiss and he said, would you consider it? Would you want to be our, ba- our first bachelorette? And on the spot, it was like, uh, yes, for sure. Um, I had a great experience, like I said, being surrounded by people with so much energy and um, they knew me at that point. They knew what I was looking for and I had not succeeded in finding someone I wanted to spend my life with. And I felt like, well, hello, if ABC and a major production network are going to, or production company are going to look for a guy for me, they're going to have way better luck than I am on my own. So (laughs) why not? So I asked my boss if I could have another leave of absence and she was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, I had always wanted to live in California. I grew up in St. Louis and always wanted to live in California. My mom said I couldn't go to college out there because it was too far away. I was an only child. And so I felt like, you know what? I'm just going to take a chance. I'll move out there while we get this contract um, figured out because at that point in time, it wasn't a done deal. It was just a possibility. So I moved out there and just kind of waited patiently and Luckily, things happened. So, you know, obviously when you're on The Bachelorette, when you first met Ryan, was it love at first sight or did you want to, did you know right away or did you want to sweat it out? What was going (laughs) through your head? (laughs) That's funny you say that. So I, I always say it wasn't necessarily love at first sight and like he was my only guy. He was definitely, he was one of my top four that first night. Um, I was drawn to him and his his gentle sincerity and of course his poetry. And, um, but uh, I really didn't give in to my feelings until the very end because Alex had told me like two days before he, our final rose ceremony on the bachelor that he was going to pick me. So I was like, Oh God, like I don't want to break someone's heart. Like my heart was broken. So I really held um, everything close to the chest and Um, but I did, it's funny because in the rose ceremonies, there were a couple rose ceremonies that I picked him or I called his name out last, totally made him sweat, but that was so mean. Like he he just, he just wanted me to reciprocate his feelings. And that's one regret I have from the show is that I didn't reciprocate his feelings any sooner than, than I did, which was the final row ceremony when he yeah. found out that I wanted to be with him. Um, I, I still to this day feel bad that I didn't give him any confirmation that I was really leaning towards uh, choosing him. Did they? Now, did you, did you pick the line, like the rose order the lineup? Yeah. The rose I, order I was about to or say was that thing. producers? You know what? I feel like there were a couple times I picked it or maybe I picked like who first and last would be. But the the middle part, it didn't matter. Um, but I don't think I did every time. I don't know. I have a horrible memory. <laughs> I'm always impressed with is night one, there's just a ton of people there. How do you remember all those names? Or is there a producer <laughs> in your ear being like, the next one you want to call is John? Yeah. Like, how do you remember <laughs> their names? No, they did not have that technology when I was the bachelorette. Um, so the way that I did it was... I did it in fives. So you, I taped, like I memorized five guys' names and did those, went back to the kitchen, learned five more, did five more, you know. Um, I know that there have been some people that they considered it a challenge and they wanted to like memorize all of their names. They very well could have an IFB in their ear um, now. Um, but yeah, back in my day, 
it was it was all memory. <laughs> I'd be like, can I get one name? I'd go yeah. back out. I'd just I be back out know, 30 times. <laughs> I think people have had to do that. And I think the fear of calling out a wrong name, like I think it was Jesse Palmer did, um, that would be horrifying. Yeah. Because he called someone's name out that he didn't want to be giving a rose to. And she was like, yay. And he's like, so sorry. <laughs> uh, I would have just went with it. <laughs> I know. I'd have been like, oh, yeah, all right, we're just going to call one extra name tonight. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take the Spanish one. I'll take the girl. With the yeah, right. yeah. Oh, <laughs> in the red. Yeah. <laughs> that dress. That's a good dress. Uh, you yeah, come out, right. come up here. Uh, you know, so you were saying like the numbers for the show were crazy back in the day. Like you said, 30 million people tuned in. What was that for the final episode? Yeah. So, how did your life change going on the show? Because the amount of eyeballs on you and your relationship and your life, like, what was it like after this show? Actually, both shows. It was a whirlwind. I mean, The Bachelor wasn't as bad because I wasn't the lead. Um, but definitely, I mean, I was a Miami Heat dancer back then, and people uh, were recognizing me more and kind of calling out my name. And when I was performing at games, that was crazy. Um it was a whirlwind. I mean, please, I was a huge Oprah fan. I mean, really, what female in America isn't? Um, and she, she had us, I've been on her show three times, and she was basically the instigator of how our wedding came to be. So we were on the show, and she was like, I would love to host your wedding. And I'm like, wait, who am I? <laughs> what are you talking about? This is a dream. So anyway, we went back to her conference room. It was Oprah and her exec producers and I think a, a lawyer. And we were trying to work out the details. And then ABC got wind of it. And they're like, no way you're she's doing it. We're doing it. So um, they kind of stole that thunder. But um, the fact that I was having a meeting about my wedding with Oprah Winfrey. I mean, that to me was kind of like the quintessential moment of what is going on. Like it was, it was shocking. And, and when we were in LA, which wasn't all that often, but we were in LA every so often, um, paparazzi would show up and take pictures. And I'm like, why do you care? Like, <laughs> but I'm walking out of, a restaurant or what it was, it was crazy. Um, and even to this day, I mean, we've had people, um, write us and say that they've named their children or, uh, had their kids name their grandchildren after us. Um, and, uh, I mean, I wrote a book, like I'm an author. There's no way I would have ever been an author without this show, you know? Um, so anyway, it, yeah, it was, Completely shocking and still is. Yeah. It was reported, you know, again, it was reported that you were, it's not even that bad, that you, it's not even too bad, but you guys were paid a million dollars for the three episode wedding series. What was, what did you guys get with that? So they paid for the wedding, correct? Like all the way, which was a play up. Taxes to pay. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did we get with that? Well, first of all, you, you don't have, you didn't have to pay for the wedding, correct? Correct. The rings that was my biggest reason for doing it. Oh, for sure. I get it. I mean, my I grew up in, you know, middle class. Um, and I didn't want my parents to have to worry about a wedding. They're expensive. So the fact that I got them to not only not have to worry about paying for the wedding, but they were treated like royalty. I mean, they we had the entire resort. Uh, Rancho Mirage, which is now, I believe, the Ritz-Carlton in um, Palm Springs. Um, we had the entire resort. So all of our friends and family, um, it was like, I think, 250 guests of our own and then lots of like ABC execs and production and, you know, all of that. But um, I had a dream wedding that I would never have been able to um, create on my own. I mean, the wedding experts, Mindy Weiss and who does like all the Kardashian parties now, um, 
besides like, I mean, she's done so many celebrities, but uh, Mark's Garden, they did my flowers. I mean, they were importing flowers in from, I feel like Brazil or because peonies weren't in season in December. So they, I mean, like what? And then I had diamonds on my shoes and <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous and way over the top. And, um, I wouldn't change a thing, but I probably, if I had to do it over, I probably would have done it a little more subtly, which is why we actually did our, we did a vow renewal when we celebrated 10 years in Beaver Creek, because it was more our style. It was way more low key. It was just our close friends and family. And, um, it was just as fun, but the wedding was phenomenal. I remember seeing the wedding on TV. If you were there, did it seem like a TV production? Did it feel like you're on a set of a TV show or did it actually feel like a wedding? So I will say that, yes, it felt in some ways like a TV production. I mean, you couldn't really escape it some of the time. For example, the actual wedding day. So there were helicopters there trying to get photos. Um, I remember that, yeah. Which was really hard for the guests. So for every single row they had speakers and um, so everyone could hear except the first row. And the first row is like your immediate family, your parents, <laughs> your grandparents, and they couldn't hear anything of what was going on um, because of the stupid helicopters. So that is one thing I wish we would have done differently is have it inside so that we could have had it, had it more private. Um, I mean, there were people there. So Rancho Mirage is kind of on a cliff in Palm Springs. And, um, I believe that they had like snipers, not kidding. So that if anyone was climbing up the cliff to come in and, um, get pictures because pictures at that time, we didn't have social media pictures weren't everywhere. And they were, they actually offered to pay people. They hid cameras within bushes. Um, like paparazzi, I think they got into the event early and they hid little disposable cameras. So if people found out or um, they could talk to people beforehand um, and say, hey, go search the bushes and we'll pay you five grand or whatever. People are like, oh okay. <laughs> so did, did you know if any of your guests actually did that? No. No one did. To my knowledge, I don't believe. I think the only pictures from the wedding were really um, the helicopter ones that were not our own, you know, not wow. our photographer. Wow, that's crazy. I, I, It's like you forget how big, like you know how big the event is, but then you, you don't think about all the little things of people wanting to get in and see and right. be a part of it before, you know, production actually releases the stills out there. That's insane. What did you guys do with the check that, you know, what did you invest in? What was the first thing you got once you got that million dollar check? Um, we bought our house that we still live in to this day. Yeah. Um, we, I paid off my student loans, which felt really good because I went to um, University of Miami, and I had like $60,000 in student loans. So that felt amazing to pay off. Um, I, those are the two biggest things that I can remember. But we we started, um, you know, we started off on a great, on a great foot that helped us to be able to live where we live, because we would never have been able to afford anything in this area. Um, because it is, you know, a ski resort town, um, similar to LA prices probably, but um, we never would have been able to live here yeah. or at least live how we've lived. Um, and it's not like our house is a mansion, you know, it's a duplex. We share a wall with somebody else, you know, um, but we, uh, the, the financial security that we started our relationship with, I think was very helpful. <laughs> I yeah. you know who I respect a lot coming from the, the Bachelor and Bachelor franchise is Chris Harrison. Everyone says how good of a guy he is, you know, and he and I as a host, he could be a little arrogant if he wanted to. Obviously, he's the host. You don't see people, you know, especially coming from the host world. You don't see them how they people develop this friendship and relationship with this person, especially a host after the show. But he still 
maintains such good relationships with everyone after the show. Like he's friends with everyone. And I think that's kind of interesting and says a lot about him, what kind of guy he is, that he kind of keeps a relationship with everyone. Like friends still 20 years later. Like he doesn't look at you as a boss or like he's just it's pure friendship, I think. Right. That's true. He's a good guy. We're thankful to be friends with them. You know, obviously the show has changed a lot over the years. And I was just wondering, you being a bachelorette, looking back at all the different bachelors and bachelorettes over time, who do you feel like has been like the best pick for one of them? You mean who they, their couple? Like, no, no, not even couple. As I just mean to, as the lead, who do you feel like, wow, that was a home run for ABC to pick that person to be the lead? Do you know what? I feel like um, everyone loves Sean Lowe. And um, I think because he was this like hunky, blonde haired, blue eyed success story who also was a virgin or at least a born again virgin, like had a great family. I think that a lot of people were drawn to him. He's got a great sense of humor. Um, a lot of people were drawn to him, and I think that that still shows today. You know, I think he's got an incredible following, and people really root for he and Catherine. Um, Hold on. Yeah, you froze. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, I feel like everyone in their own right brings something to the table. You know, we've had all different kinds of personalities, do we need more people of color or ethnicities? For sure, 100%. And I think they're working on that. Um, but I think that we've had great people in- Who, who was the, the worst th- pick? Come on. The worst pick. Oh, God. I think I know who you're going to say. Well, and I'm going to see if well, I- Well, I can't. Well, I would say Alex, but I can't say him because he- he was the best thing to ever happen to me because yeah. he said no. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to go Pablo. Oh, well, yeah. Juan Pablo. <laughs> that was the worst season ever. Yeah. That guy was crazy. He just does. He just did not understand. Um, and yes, there was a language barrier there a little bit. No, there was a douchebag barrier well, there. Come I, on. He just doesn't understand how to be respectful in conversation. You know, he... Yep. He, I think, is a little bit of a narcissist. And, um, yeah, that was kind of brutal to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, if let me ask you this. If you were the producer of the show right now, what would you do differently for the show? I have always said this, and they kind of did it with Matt James. But I feel like they need to go back to a little a bit of how it was and pluck someone out of obscurity and allow all of us to fall in love with that person altogether instead of having them be someone from a past show. So, you know, they have done that with Matt, even though he's friends with Tyler Tyler, um, and Hannah and, you know, I, a little bit, but I really would love to see just someone that no one knows who is successful in their own right, is not a celebrity, um, has all the qualities that kind of people look for when it comes to like the American dream, if you will. So I agree. I think too many of these contestants, we have already, we don't have a good first impression with them because we already met them a little bit and we've seen them kind of at a hard thing. And it, it sounds tough, but like, sounds weird, but if they're not a finalist on the Bachelor Bachelorette, then they don't really have a chance of really becoming the Bachelor or Bachelorette. Um, which I don't know. It just kind of I, I I just agree with you. I would love to see someone just new, and also someone that I, I wish they get out of this phase of someone who's looking for anything besides love. You know, I, I mean, I for you know, I can't remember the last season where it was just normal, sort of like your season where it was just people found each other. You know, I want the you know, I want to. I'm starting. You know. It's. I want to have the illusion that this is a real relationship, not that it's something that's going on. It's. Yeah, and I also, I also think the age thing. I feel like if they need to focus on people who are a little bit older, um, the twenty-two-year-olds, twenty-four-year-olds. I just feel like they need to have a little more life experience 
And because truly, if they end up with the person, not to say that they couldn't have a successful relationship, but I just feel like the odds are better if they are just a little bit older. All right. So, Tris, I got to ask you, if if today, let's just imagine you're single. OK, don't let Ryan hear this question. Yeah. Just imagine <laughs> right now you're single and you have to go on one of the other dating shows that are out there. So no Bachelor, no Bachelorette. OK. You know, we've got... Oh, God, there's a gazillion of them. Married at first sight, love is blind, too hot to handle, dating naked, millionaire matchmaker. I know there's so many dating shows that have come Singled around. Singled out, blind date. Singled out. Which <laughs> oh one God, would you choose date. to do now? I First of all, I loved Singled Out. Jenny McCarthy and Carmen Electra. Was that not the best show back Great then? Show. <laughs> it was so good. Young people are going to be like, what's that? You probably can't <laughs> even Google it. Um, let's see. Not dating naked. I'll that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not dating. Okay, naked. what what about Love Is Blind? Because that one was really popular. Holy cow! Well, I watched it, and at least I watched the first season. Um, I give it up to those people because I don't think I could do that. They are really brave. I I could not. I think the concept of getting to know someone is really important. And I think that more people these days should focus on the actual personality of the person that they're with. But I, I think that, um, physical connection is a really important part of a relationship. And without that, not, not that they don't find their way, you know, if they have fallen in love with the person behind the physicality, um, I just, I don't know that I could do that. I could not do that. There, okay, oh, so I um, have met Patty Stanger a couple times, and didn't she have a show called um, Millionaire? Millionaire Matchmaker, yeah. Well, I'm not a millionaire. Yes, I was paid a million dollars, but I'm not a millionaire, but I'd go on that show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if The Bachelorette was not around, Millionaire Matchmaker would have been it. All right, I like it. My last question for you is something that's, it's a tough question, but I, I, I you know, I, I don't want to go over the line with this question, but I want to ask you this question. Uh, you were Miami Heat's dancer. Uh, when you go to weddings, do they people expect you to get the party started? <laughs> like when you go to bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs, are they like, come on, you know, show us what you got? Are you supposed to have so choreography? What do they? What do they expect out of you? Go to bar mitzvahs. Not lying. Oh, I'm sure that's a big thing in Miami. I'm oh, sure they would love to have you guys there. Thing. Huge thing. Um. You know, it is funny because, yes, I do feel the pressure. Um, they're, like, <laughs> waiting for me to, like, perform, you know, on the floor. And I'm just doing, like, the white girl's overbite. And, you know, like, I have no, I don't remember. Like I said, my memory is horrible. I do not remember any of my dances. So if they're waiting for me to perform, they're going to be waiting a very long time. <laughs> 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 uh, Trish, I wanted to ask you, where can people pick up your books? We obviously mentioned that you were uh, happily ever after. Before. Um, yeah. So, where um, can people find anywhere. your books? On Amazon, um, it's called "Happily Ever After: The Life Changing Power of a Grateful Heart," and really, it's just about the power of gratitude in my life. I share a lot of snippets from my life, from Ryan's life, um, from experts, from strangers. Uh, and I ended up doing a TED talk kind of revolved around that. I, they did TEDx fail and their, their theme the year I did it was gratitude. And my husband actually ended up being in a gondola with the woman who was organizing it. And she was talking to her friends about how she needed some more speakers. And my husband was like, well, my, like, he was like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we're sharing this same tiny space within a gondola. And I heard you talking and my wife, um, just wrote a book about gratitude. And so I ended up doing a Ted talk as well, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a, you know, a feel good book where, yeah, you can learn a little bit about me. It's, it's not like all the other, um, like a lot of the bachelor people write, um, books about themselves. And this is a little bit about myself, but it is mostly about just the power of gratitude. Now it's, what uh, is the response from people when they read um, it? Great. I, people still are writing me saying, I just finished your book. I loved it or whatever. And, and the fact that I am an author, like I said, I never would have thought that I would have been an author. 
Um, but the fact that I can leave that as a legacy for my kids is kind of the most important part to me. It's surreal. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I um I actually wanted to write a children's book because we were totally into picture books at the time that I was considering it. And um, I got in touch with the literary agent and she was like, no, you should probably start with an adult book of some kind. And I'm like, but I'm not a writer. And, and I didn't want a ghostwriter. I had, I had a ghostwriter help me with just the, um, like the outline of it, like the organization of the chapters and what each chapter would kind of, the points that it would hit. Um, but I wrote the book all on my own. Um, and, and I'm pretty proud of it. So that's awesome. Well, uh, listening make sure you follow her on instagram at trista sutter it's just she's a great account to follow it's pretty it's fun it's almost like a vlog type content which i like Uh, (laughs) because if people go and see my latest post which was me working out yesterday with my hair like and all my grays which you can see right there um yeah it's it's a real account (laughs) not always pretty but i try sometimes it's fun well just thank you so much congratulations with everything congratulations on the book grateful heart excited to see what's next with you thank you guys cool chick man you know what it is I think we just see so many of these people that go on the show now, and it's just so gross because they go on for the wrong reasons. Obviously, they want to be famous, and then you see her, and she was, you know, obviously she was the OG. She was on the first season of The Bachelor. She was the first Bachelorette, and she was on it just for, like, an opportunity, not for a stepping stone. And it worked. And it, it worked. worked. And, you know, like, we've, I mean, how many other stories have we covered where we're like, oh, they got engaged, and it didn't work out? Like, there's fucking work dude it legit worked there i i mean obviously people can't see this episode but ryan was walking around in the background through through most of our interviews so you know their love lasted it was real yeah no it's uh it's definitely real and uh she's just cool about it and also she's not she's she's very intelligent she's like look all these and i well first of all i agree with her i miss when the show was just normal people i don't want to see just recycled bachelor and bachelorette people i want to see all brand new people no, when it no, comes no. to being that's, a bachelor bachelorette that's that's the brilliant part of it i disagree with you there really I think that the recycledness is what keeps people interested because my wife and i were totally diehard bachelor bachelorette fans love the show and then i don't remember who it was it was like the race car driver ari or whatever that they pulled in from like six seasons before and it totally lost our interest. We yeah. liked falling in love with these characters. And then they bring one to the forefront the next season. And you already know the storyline. You know what they're interested in. Like the, the plot was there for us. And the second they pulled out someone random, I was like, I'm out. But don't you want to have someone that it just feels a little bit more genuine? Like I'm sick of – there's too much drama on the show. Yeah, but it's, I think a lot it's of getting, people... The drama is getting way too ridiculous. Every single season, there's so much drama. Yeah, it's like, but it's, can we just it's, have it's a not, normal season? It's not normally the headliner that's the drama. It's just the – it's the all the contestants that come on are the drama. So I feel like they, they genuinely choose like a good person to lead the show – and you've probably fallen in love with them in the season before, not because they were drama, just because they were either really cool person or they were sweet or whatever it was. So you fall in love with them and you want them to succeed. You want them to find love. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe and write a review. If you write a review every week, we pick out a name and you go win. Uh, a gift from us and right now this month we're giving out gifts from Sun River Botanicals thanks to them check them out on Instagram and their website Uh, you can find me at at Adam Glynn you can find Dax Holt at at Dax Holt and we'll see you guys later